Well, hey there, everybody. Guess what? Sam and I are back. She's already drinking her tea. <laughs> We're Vodka. Loving... Vodka. Let, let's start the day nice and quiet, obviously. Nice and light. Let's start with the vodka. It's live downloaded. We're live. I've already made a technical snafu because if you're watching us on Periscope, if you're watching us on Twitter, probably on Facebook too, who knows? It says we're going to be joined by the lovely Matty Oxley because I forgot to change the title. Hands up. Matty isn't going to be here. I'm sorry, Matty fans, if you are watching. Um, But we'll get him back at some point, I'm sure. This is our first life downloaded in a little while because, well, Sam's been uber busy. I've been uber busy. The world is uber weird. Um, but we're here. We're live. Um, Tenable's going on in the background for Sam. Just seen Warwick Davis flash, oh, flash up on the screen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, Warwick, we need to get Warwick on the podcast. This is this is my gentle nudge to him, isn't it? Yeah, Warwick. I, look, I just need you to... I'll just turn it that way and I'll move out the way and everyone can just watch Tenable. Everyone can just watch Tenable. I didn't lie to you, Adam. I was just an idiot and didn't change the title. Entirely on me. But the lovely Adam Pearson is watching. Obviously, if you want to listen to his episode, it's a few episodes back now. But they're still available on all good podcasts. We did. We should have him on again. Um, But only if he wears the bear t-shirt. That's that's a remit. Um... (laughs) But yeah, how is everybody? How are you doing? Sam, more importantly, how are you doing, my dear? Um, in your random I'm doing all right. Yeah? I, I'm sorry that I look a little bit dishevelled. Um, this is the beauty of getting older. There, were, there would never be, like even five years ago or even three years ago, I would not be doing something like this with greasy hair, a jumper, which is really cosy actually, no makeup, just living my best life. Um, but I have been really, really busy and my health has been really quite shit. Um, another joy of getting older. So I've just, I've just been, I think a little bit like everybody at the moment, I've just been taking every day as a day and not thinking too far ahead, not worrying too much, just kind of living in the moment and seeing what the day brings. And I think that's been really good for my mental well-being. And also, you know, because I just don't know if I'm going to wake up with aches and pains and creaks and this, that and the other. So, yeah, I've um, it, it is a weird time. And this last week, I am getting to a stage because I'm not really leaving the house that much, um, not just because of COVID, um, but just little things like there's been a lot of road closures in London, um, mm-hmm. which makes it really ex- uh, inaccessible for me, obviously, because I, I take taxis. So that's been one big hurdle for me. And also when my bones are just being a little bit creaky and unpredictable, um, I, I, I become a little bit of a recluse, which, again, pandemic and all, uh, maybe not a bad thing. So, yeah, I, it's a funny world one, isn't it? And it, on one hand, I've got all these hospital appointments and it's all this very kind of heavy, heavy stuff in this whole you know, reality of, of living with an impairment. And then the flip side, you know, I've been very fortunate. I am a freelancer, but I've had quite a steady stream of, of work. It's um, been fantastic. And and now, you know, with the blessing of Zoom and, and, and Microsoft Teams and, and so forth, you know, I've definitely been able to keep my foot in the in the game, so to speak. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very weird 
I mean, it's weird for everyone, but for me, it's been a very weird one because I used to, I actually don't know on one day to the next how I should be feeling, but I'm, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic and I'm glad that we're back. Yes. Chatting. Like, because I have missed you, and we have been very, very naughty. We do apologise. I mean, in an ideal world, we'd love to do this every single week. But, um, I mean, you don't, Dan, you don't have a PA. I have a PA. Mm -hmm. So a PA is someone that um, assists me in daily activities, but who... She's called Louise. She'd give her a name because she's absolutely amazing. Yes, and she's very nice. I've met Louise. Um, she only columns for 15 hours a day. And I think when your health has been struggling, things take a little bit longer. And, you know, the fact that she has got children, you know, and then being off school, etc. It's everything's just been slowed down. And um, look at me trying to make it excuses. But this is the reason why, you know, we've probably not been as consistent, but we are here now. And I also know that because we have been plugging, you know, that myself and Dan are really crap at social media. Um, yeah. Say it as it is. Um, Adam, well, we're going to give you the job, actually. You're going to take over. Yeah, um, Adam, do you want yeah, to be social media yeah. mogul? Yeah, well, we can pay you with love. We can, because <laughs> we're too broke to do anything else. Well, I definitely yeah, we, Exactly. <laughs> I know. I just find cat things, so I'm always broke. Uh, see, well... But, yeah, uh, yeah we... We might have some followers, which will be really nice. So welcome to anyone new, um, if you are listening. Um, as you can tell, we just talk a load of shite most of the time. No, we, uh, we, we're not too bad, are we? We sometimes ramble. I ramble we quite do. a lot. Yeah, we ramble, we chat, we talk about life, we talk about everything, we talk about what's going on um, in the world, how it affects us as two 30-something wheelchair users. Um and we kind of have a giggle, but a bit of a serious chat. You guys can chat to us. We do already love you, Adam, but we can pay you with more love if you control our social media. <laughs> we are also live and very interactive, as you can tell. So if you guys are watching us on Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and all those glamorous places that Sam and I are being broadcast to right now, feel free to drop something in the comment like Adam, because obviously we can reply. That's the joy of being live. Live. Notice I'm very shiny. I'm very shiny. I don't know whether this light is uh, doing me any justice, but it's fine. If I go any further back, I'm on this like little table. I found this perfect table for my laptop. Obviously, being in a wheelchair, some tables can just be impractical. And I found this very lightweight, foldable um, laptop stand, and it's perfect. So I can literally just like move it at will. But I think if I go any further back, you might just, I might just go into a dark hole. Oh, no, I don't no, know. You're all right. You're all right. We can still yeah? see you. We can still see it's you. It's so quite tiny, though. I don't understand. It's obviously your aura emanating from. Oh, from see, your you're always so kind. You should just say, Sam, have a shower. Come on now, love. <laughs> Have a shower. It's time. It's been six months. <laughs> it has not been six months. But talking <laughs> of which, I haven't seen you for for a couple of weeks minimum, if not longer, probably longer. Um, and like, I I opened my social media, my own personal one, yesterday to find out like you're the third most powerful disabled person in the country. Why why was I not informed How before? Yeah. 
I know. I mean, as you can tell by looking at me, it's definitely gone through my head. I mean, I've got my entourage looking at, you know, working on my style. Yeah. Um, you know? So, yes, um, re- yeah, lovely honour. I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? I do what I do. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I do what I do because, A, I love it. Um, and I've made a career out of, you know, just being fabulous. But also... You know, um, I don't do my campaigning to kind of get a, a you know, a, a badge of honour or anything. I do it because I genuinely believe in it. But, it, but you know, I wouldn't be human if I did say that it's nice to get some recognition. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, there's thousands and thousands, you and I know thousands of amazing, influential people with disabilities who are just fabulous um we all deserve to be number one you know and i truly believe that but yeah it's nice it's nice to it's nice to have that title and if i'm thinking as a savvy businesswoman you know it's great for me to be able to put that on my linkedin page or you know on my profiles um to to be able to do more public speaking and engage with people um you know because a lot of people they probably don't you know, let's face it, many people haven't met anyone like you or I, Dan. Um, yeah. And particularly yeah. the clients that I get, I get a lot of big clients. I've been getting quite a lot of international clients. And I know for a fact, um, I mean, let's say it as it is, you know, a lot of very upper middle class white men in suits um, working for big organizations, they kind of, um, you know, uh, get me to come along and talk about disability. Uh, which is fantastic, I think, you know, proactive, etc. But it's great for me to have that title so that can open up more doors so that I can engage with these very um, prehistoric uh, institutions, I suppose. Mm. And uh, I, I mean, it is a very, I don't, I don't, I don't like how that, how, how we work, how we work in society, you know, that you need to have X amount of followers or you need to have you know, kind of these titles because yeah. there's so many more deserving people out there that maybe didn't get the same opportunities as you or I. Yeah, well, this um, is it. And that's the conversation you know. I was having with my, my girlfriend on the train home yesterday. I was like, yay, Sam's in the Power 100. Yay, Adam, who tells me I lied to him, is also, but we do love him, is in the Power 100. You know, so, and there's so many other cool, diverse, intelligent, talented people in that list but for everyone in that list, there is another cool. hundred people that aren't in that list. And it's great that it raises profiles. I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, it's, I always find personally award ceremonies and, and lists like that both a blessing and a curse because it's a case yeah. of you I know, know. what, I, what I, differentiates I that person you. from that person. I agree with you, but equally, you know, I mean, I'm not very good at giving myself um, a pat on the back and I probably should do it more often, but, you know, I have been, I'm a hard worker and I've grafted, you know, I've been around, well, I've been in London nearly nine years and that's when my journey as a campaigner started. So Mm -hmm. one would say, you know, nearly a decade of me networking, building my profile, you know, so I, I get when people go, you know, there's other people who are amazing out there, but I... I don't feel like I was ever given a silver spoon. No, no. You know, um, I, def- I I come from I come from you know a working class family uh, in a in a town that isn't you know metropolitan, cosmopolitan. 
you know, I've kind of, I've definitely worked my way up. I'm uh, not saying I'm not, you know, don't, I don't have my privileges. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this is what, this is exactly what I will say. A list like this is never going to, not everyone's going to be happy with it. No. You know, um, but I do, I just think um, for me personally, anything that highlights, um, you know, a good cause and, uh, you know, kind of gives people, um, a platform to speak it can't be a bad thing no definitely definitely and I agree with you and I know pretty much just as well as anybody because trying to find time in your schedule to do these podcasts <laughs> let alone anything else is testament to how hard you work um, and of course hey, thank- I, you know what I actually I, I don't do any work I actually just sit there and play with my cats so <laughs> I'm, I'm you know what I you know when I say that I'm on a really important like you know Zoom with a client that means I'm playing with a piece of string with a dangly thing, mm-hmm. um, and one of them's got to go back to attack the other one right now. So prepare for me to disappear. Okay. That might actually happen to to separate oh, the fun, catwalk. Fun. To separate, separate the, catwalk. the cat. But this this proves everybody that we are live in living color. That Sam has to cat yeah. wrangle. In the middle of a podcast, we are live. Okay. I feel like I want to turn the computer completely around and have little Bruno in the yeah in the in the shop. But yeah. you could you could talk for a while while I try and do that because everything might go very very wrong. Okay, we're 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 doing something dangerous. Sam, for those of you listening on the podcast, is is trying to turn her laptop around because obviously we live stream to Twitter, Facebook, so everybody can see Bruno. Right there. there he is. There he is in the left-hand corner. I feel I should now put on my David Attenborough impression, if it was any good, which it isn't. Looking at you. We are now in the wild. We see Bruno the cat coaxed by Sam. No. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that them. Yeah. So there you go. That was Bruno the Very cat. Very bright now. There you go. Oh, oh! You've gone. Oh, oh no! No, we're, I we're it back. Up. We're back. We're back. Sam, Lisa S on YouTube. Oh no! Oh no! Lisa S on YouTube. Back. You're back. Lisa S on YouTube wants you to tell us about the new cat. So tell us about Bruno, because unless you know, people have been keeping up with your social media, they may or may not know about Bruno. Yes, so I so I've already got a, a sphinx cat. So the sphinx cats are um, they're not real cats. Um, <laughs> they are the cat, they are the cat dog of this world. The um, so they're the, they're the ones that don't have any any fur. They're highly intelligent um, and they are a genetic mutation. So I got I got Lola um, when I was uh, having quite a hard time with depression and I felt quite lonely and. Um, uh, and yeah, so I decided to get her for my mental well-being, and we've got a really close bond. But the problem is, sphinx cats don't like to be left alone, and because we have got a, such a strong bond, she was getting very distraught every time I went out to work. Now, luckily, I do work a lot from home, um, which is great. But that kind of made it worse. A little like what we're finding now with pets in lockdown; they're getting so used to us being constantly there. So. I decided when I came back um, to get her a little friend, um, so that's baby Bruno, um, just so that they always have someone. But it's been probably the most challenging thing ever because cats don't particularly get on with other cats. Sphinx cats, because they're intelligent, 
they've got a higher um, chance of becoming friends because they they recognise that it's not a threat, it's actually someone to play with and someone to snuggle with. So, but the first, like, month, I would say, um, it wasn't going very well, and I was sat there going, oh, my God, what have I done? Irresponsible person. However, I persisted, and I made sure that they, I'm like, love each other, love each other, like each other. So, um, with a lot of, like, interaction and lots of cuddles, which is never a bad thing, um, they actually now really quite like one another. They're very much like brother and sister. Like he's he's a little bit younger, so he's a little a little bit like I want to play all the time. I want to play, and she's like, um, go away. Uh, but yeah, no, we've become this cute little family. And for me, um, because my health hasn't been that great, it's actually really good because they can entertain one another. Um, when it was just Lola, she needed a lot of attention, and sometimes when I wasn't feeling that great, I physically couldn't get out of bed and kind of give her that attention. So now these two actually chase each other and exhaust each other out. Um, but yeah, we are we are a happy little dysfunctional family, and I wouldn't want it any other way. And I and, and I used to be a dog person, but now I'm definitely a sphinx cat. Oh, oh, see, I, I am out and out a dog person because obviously my my lovely lady has four cats, four, four. cats, yes, um, and. I I have come, you know, into cats hardcore between you getting Lola and meeting my, my lovely lady. Cats all of a sudden were a massive feature in my life. All um, the women in your life have got in, cats. Indeed, all the women in my life have got cats. Um, but no, I have to say, I'm not converted. I'm still a dog person. Still a dog. No, I yeah, I totally get it, and I would still, if I lived somewhere that would allow me to get a dog, as in green space, I would definitely go and get a dog as well, and a goat. I want a goat. Not you as well. My girlfriend Mm -hmm. also wants a goat. I'm not. I'm not. I think. I think. I think me and your girlfriend need to date and just leave you away, (laughs) and then that's what needs to happen because it seems like we've got more in common than you and her. So. I'm not letting the two of you get in the same room, I don't think. No, 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 that's fine, that's fine. If I let the Um, two of you get in the same room, it's going to be chaos. Chaos, madness. Um, So, I don't know how to do a really, really, like, good segue, because I'm crap at segues, but um, we have been chatting to you lovely people who follow us on our Instagram page. Yes. And... um, I think yesterday, my God, every day is blurred into one. Yesterday, I asked if you had any questions, and you lovely folks actually gave us some questions, which is fantastic. Indeed. You know, normally normally it's like tumbleweeds, and we're like, ah. We ask a question and nobody responds, but we asked the question and you guys delivered. Delivered. um, With various questions. That Sam has picked out and has shared on our Instagram story. I will also put on screen here for the li- the live broadcast because you know shiny technology. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna attempt to answer. Shall I do that now? Your burning questions. Why not? You've you've given us a good segue. Let's run with it. I'll put question okay, one up on really screen. Rubbish segue. Um, okay, so one of the questions, and I don't actually know who it's from because I just screen grabbed it. Um, 
when did so to us, when oh, did you guys first you've meet? changed the questions now Here we <gasps> go. you've you've changed oh. the order there we oh, go I'm right sorry. we're on the same question we're on the same question sorry. you're all right <laughs> god please give up now my lord um when did you guys first meet and um what's your genuine first, what was your genuine first impression of each other so um this is a difficult one because now that we're all in our 30s, our memories are really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was quite difficult. But you said something just before we came live on air, Dan. Yes. And you seem you to think what, how we I, met. I seem to think that we originally started chatting, you know, in the very millennial slash Gen Z way on social media um, via Twitter. Um, I'm pretty sure we started chatting on Twitter. But the first time we met face-to-face was a a big event for the charity Scope. And it was the first time we'd been in the the same room. Uh, So, yeah, I I genuinely think... It's one of those things that Sam's been in my life for quite a while now and vice versa. And because it's it's like the person's always been there, you know? It's one of those... (laughs) Um, in a, in a, oh, it's working in the background, just like, you know. <laughs> in an, in, no, but in an entirely, like, positive, loving way, she's always been there. Um, so I kind of forget how she got here. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we first met at a Skype event, and I think my initial reaction is, my God, she's an absolute whirlwind. Does, does she oh. stop in, in, like sheer energy senses because when we both turned up at scope they were like can you guys film this can you guys film this can you guys do this while we were also at like a networking event i was probably drunk though dan that's the thing you probably were um i think the lovely dan white who's also been on this podcast um was with you and making sure that you didn't fall out of your chair (laughs) now i mean is that is that is that right um (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what this picture you're you're. Uh, well, you said you were drunk. You said you yeah, were drunk. Well, I said, yeah, but there's a, there's a difference between being drunk and like oblivious to my surroundings at a work <laughs> engagement and nearly falling out of my wheelchair, Dan. Okay. Thank you. No, no, she wasn't okay. that drunk. She wasn't that drunk. Thank you. Put- hey, moving on. <laughs> no, I um I think you are right about the Twitter thing. Mm. I do, and I think that you were liking a lot of stuff, and you had a really sexy picture and I kept going oh who is handsome fellow that keeps liking everything that I do um yeah so I think that was my first impression it's like oh you're a dick yeah mm. stalking me that's not bad you <laughs> get a worse stalker well you know but <laughs> I, I probably liked your stuff because obviously as we now know being however many years we are down the line stalker we, we, we think very similarly. Okay. Um, hence why we this do. podcast works so well. Hence why we get on so well. Um, because, yeah, we're, we're very similar. So, yeah. We are very similar. So, um, yes, we are practically brother and sister, which is a bit weird to say, but we are. Mm, um, yeah. Okay, so, so I don't know what order we're going to go in now, but this one was for me, but I think it can be applicable. Applicable? Applicable, yeah, that's a good word. That, that means oh me Lord, as well. I really, I really need to go to bed very, very soon. Um, 
It's only three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, half three in the afternoon. That's really quite upsetting, isn't it? That it's only <laughs> half three. Um, I'm honestly, I can't wait. I've got like my Ugg boots on. I, I really want to turn my heated blanket on and just be done. Um, okay, so the question Seriously, is... Seriously, you and my girlfriend, I'm not putting you in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on from that then. Okay, so what has been the highlight of your career so far and why? Oh, that's a really difficult question because yeah. I think that I think that everything that I do and the reason that I enjoy it, what I do still, and the reason why I, you know, kind of have so much passion for it, and um, you know, possibly why I'm so successful at what I do, um, is because like every opportunity I get, I I I don't become complacent, and I actually, you know, everything that I get. It's so varied, and I sit there and go, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. Mm. You know? So even, you know, I could say, oh, it was a Maltesers advert, or I could say it was, you know, doing a charity event or, you know, going on Jeremy Vine or, you know, being on Loose Women. Like, everything for me is, is, is I feel so blessed to be doing, mm. and I'm always kind of a little bit taken away. Like, I always feel like, oh, my God, really? Like, I'm doing that now? So um, there's no there's no there's no one significant um, moment in my life that has been my highlight, and I hope you know I've got many many more years to come where you know things will will still absolutely blow me away. I feel very blessed, you know, to do what I do because um, it's that whole it's that whole thing of if you if you do what you what you love, then you never have a day you know a day's work, do you? Yeah, you never it. really feel like you're working. Yeah, there's not anything, but I'm, I suppose it's so definitely the Maltesers for me was something not only like from, you know, getting a, a really well-paid job, like that was my first mm-hmm. kind of like, oh my God, I actually make money out of acting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but, you know, changing how people interacted with me, I noticed the shift, not always for the good. Obviously, we talked about, you know, trolling on, on the show but just in the sense of people stopping and wanting my picture in the street, you know, and not it, taking away that awkwardness between the wheelchair and, you know, other people. I, I definitely noticed people were just so excited that they saw the girl off the telly. And I think that that is one of the main reasons why I really push for better representation because mm. of that shift in, you know, attitudes and, and bias towards uh, disabled people. Yeah, what about you, Dan? Like you say, it's a tough question because, much like you, my career is weird, wonderful, varied. Um, so it's hard to compare to compare jobs. Like you know, I've I've worked with young people with profound and multiple learning disabilities for their first experience of theatre ever, and that is a massive thing to do and a massive privilege to be a part of. Um, but then I've also, you know, been an aerial performer in the opening ceremony of the Paralympic Games in 2012, which in terms of scale, I would be surprised if anything in my career ever equals that again in terms of scale. It's a hundred and, you know, God knows how many million watching on TV around the world, 80,000 people in a stadium all at once, all live, all around the world. It's huge. Um, so that was a marked moment, but... Much like you, I'm in the position where, you know, without wanting to sound greedy, I, I want more. I want to <laughs> break into like 
TV drama and TV comedy as a series or a soap or something like that. I want to do pantomime at Christmas when, <laughs> you know, theatres are eventually allowed to be open again and, and do pantomimes. I, I want to do all of those things. I'm, I may be getting older, but I don't want to stop yet. <laughs> um so yeah, I think it's I think it's very much the same. You don't sit on your laurels, and of course, much like you, there's there's all the campaigning stuff that I do for performers in general, um, like trying to get deaf and disabled performers in in video games as motion capture artists and as voiceover artists, and you know, trying to change the world one small step at a time, <laughs> and and I don't want to stop that either, because quite frankly, I don't know. Between acting and that, what else I'd do? If, um, you know, that I'd, that I'd want to get out of bed and do every day. Um, so, yeah, I think massive, massive productions like the opening ceremony, really personal productions like working with young people with profound and multiple learning disabilities. Um, yeah, they don't compare to each other, but in their own ways, their career highlights. Oh, that was a bit deep and thoughtful, wasn't it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like, you know, what is it? Like a therapy session. Um, yeah. So our, our final question is, if you if you could give your uh, advice to yourself uh, around, say, like your early 20s um, for the future, what would it be? Hmm. So I moved to London when I was 26. So... In my early 20s, I would have just finished university and I would be starting my first um, teaching job. But I think for me, um, I think for me, what I tell myself, particularly when I moved to London, I know that's a little bit older than 21. um, Looking back, there were some big, big, big epic failures um, that I made, um, misjudged people misjudged opportunities i was i thought i was quite savvy and i've always had an older head on my shoulders i think a lot of you know people with disabilities particularly if you're born with an impairment you know we we were around adults all the time mm-hmm. so you know doctors and you know physios so we we tend to have like an older head on our shoulders however when i moved to london you know i I was I was naive and I definitely, um, you know, people took advantage of my kindness and maybe that's just coming to a city. So I think for me, it's like, you know, just to remind people not to take my my kindness for a mistake for a weakness. Um, also, you know, kind of don't let anyone gaslight you. I got, I you know, people used to gaslight me quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to have to live with, you know, some quite terrible people when I first moved to to London, you know, taking advantage, not paying for rent, you know, um, kind of just abusing, abusing my, my nice Lancashire, you know, warm nature. Northern generosity. Yeah. Yeah. That generosity. And I think, I think, you know, I don't like confrontation. I'm a little bit more stubby now. And I, I think I'm a little bit more cold and hardened. And that's really sad because, you know, I'm definitely, that's not who I am as a person. But I just think, you know, don't let anyone gaslight you. I used to tell people, you know, things that would be upset by them. And I used to go, but they're not, you know, they've taken this money off me or they've not, you know, not paid bills and I'm in debt because of 
because of these people and people kind of didn't believe me and that used to like really devastate me so I think you know looking back on that situation you know don't take any shit from people but I wish I I wish I was just a little bit stronger and be like no I'm not imagining this I'm not fabricating any of this I'm an intelligent young woman and you know, even though I am a nice person, I'm not going to let you take advantage mm. of that. Sorry, that was probably a little bit deep as well, but I didn't want to do the whole cliche route. I think that was, you know, for me, that was a real, yeah, yeah. Just a real shock to the system, you know? Mm. Um, kind of just being around people that that would really take advantage. And and, and the, the irony is, it's that whole thing of, I actually did think that because of my circumstances, people would be horrible to the girl in the wheelchair. Mm. And then all of a sudden you've got people that are like really quite um, sinister, you know, taking advantage. Um, so I think that is well. very similar to when my sister said to me, because when I was a teenager, I went through a phase of just being a really cocky little, you know what? Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister said, she turned around to me and she went, just because you're in a wheelchair doesn't mean someone won't turn around and punch you one of these days. And I was like, I remember that just resonated with me. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And she was right. You know, no one punched me physically in London, but people certainly um, took me, took me for, you know, took me for a bit of a fool, I suppose. Um, so yeah, just to just to be a bit more savvy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think if I was to talk to my twenty-one-year-old self, because when I I turned 21 um, in Freshers Week at my university to study my drama degree. Um, and then in in my early 20s, just as I was finishing my degree, I lost my dad and I lost my granddad. And, you know, um, so I think I'd, I'd quietly say to myself, look, this... This degree is is the right choice. Don't fuck it up, but it's the right choice. <laughs> um, you know, don't take it for granted. Um, it's not going to be easy because um, you're about to go through some tough shit that you don't know about yet. Um, <laughs> but as a result, you'll be able to do some amazing things. Um, and I think I just fill myself with that. I wouldn't necessarily want to take away experiences or change experiences because you know those experiences have made me who I am for for Mm -hmm. better or worse um but I just sort of instill myself with this is always what you've wanted to do this is still what you want to do and because of it you're gonna be able to do some amazing things it's not gonna be easy but go do it um so yeah I think without wanting to sound like an entire cliche, I think that's what it would be. But I wouldn't tell myself to change what happened because, yeah, those experiences make me who I am. If I avoid those experiences, I'm getting a bit meta and a bit, you know, but if I if I avoid those experiences, am I then going to be the same person? Yeah, I agree with you. I Very similar to you, I lost my father when I was nine. Mm. And it's that whole thing of, you know, these experiences, bad or good, they shape who you are. Would I wish my father passed away? No. But equally, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want it to change either. No. Because it is, it is that whole ripple effect. And what I, you know, what a lot of my drive and a lot of my determination 
you know, doesn't actually come from, you know, proving people wrong because of my impairment. Although there is obviously like a little bit of that now and again, you know, those people that said I shouldn't or couldn't or mm. wouldn't achieve. Oh, yeah. You know, right. I, you like, know, like showing them twice. Exactly. But I, I think a lot of it still comes from, you know, my father passed away when he was 38. I'm 34. You know what I mean? It's like, if you put it in that context, it's like, wow, that's crazy to think that. Mm. So I definitely, you know, my drive definitely comes from, you know, living a life for him the life that he kind of missed out on. Mm. So, yeah, I think reassurance. I think reassurance. And I think anyone who maybe might be watching this now who's maybe, you know, COVID has completely messed up their university or messed up their plans, you know, even though it's absolutely shit and it's, you know, not what you expected and it's scary to have things change, I think myself and Dan can really sympathise because, you know, having an impairment where we spend time in hospital or our health is, you know, not that great. We never know what's around the corner, like literally more so than most people. So we, we definitely have to accept that things aren't going to go the way we planned it to go, you know, just because that's the nature of our, our disabilities, you know? So, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't succeed. So I think my message to anyone right now who is really struggling with, um, covid and the fact that it's fucked up your your <laughs> fucked up your immediate plans you know i don't necessarily take that as a negative you know a lot of my time that i spent in hospital or on bed rest i actually became more creative and you know started to write my teacher said that i was rubbish at writing i couldn't spell i kept getting really bad marks and spelling and now i've got a column in the metro you know i write for possibility magazine so I think um, don't always see a change in plan um, as as a negative. You can always, you know, um, and go and find something else and, and and kind of go off route a little bit and come back, you know, come back to your original plan and see this as a see this as an as, as an adventure, mm. um, not uh, not as you know an absolute failure. Um, that's my personal opinion. I know it sounds a little bit patronizing if you're in that situation right now but i can assure you that you know see it see it as a see it as something exciting like do do something that you never thought you were going to do you know um yeah i mean i would love to have maybe gone on a gap year i didn't do that you know but that might be more of an option for for some people now or go and volunteer you know um go and work with young people go and work with the elderly go and work with people with disabilities you know use this time to be a um, a better human, I suppose, you know, a bit more a worldly individual. That was deep as well. We should charge for this shit. We should, like, philosophy of life with Sam and Dan, <laughs> podcast number two. No, um, but yeah, no. Oh, I ran out of vodka. Oh, oh, oh dear. Oh. But Hold yeah, no, that did get a bit deep, deeper than I expected, but yeah, just... You know, I'd reassure myself at 21. Um, and that'll be it, I think. And, yeah. How do we follow that, Sam? How do we follow that? <laughs> Our first podcast back and we've probably blown everybody's mind. I know. Um, exploded. Exploded. Mm. My goodness me. I do need to go and strip off in a minute, though, because I'm really hot. This fleece is really cozy, but I'm really warm now. There, there you go, you see. Really warm. Is anyone else? Have you, have you turned on your radiators? Question. I haven't, 
because I'm generally warm-blooded, but my, I live with family and they have, so yeah, <laughs> well, the radio is on. At the I end, have, yeah. At the I, end I, of the I, day, you know, assuming, God forbid, that finances aren't an issue for you to turn your heating on, especially mm-hmm. when you've when you've got impairments like us, you need to be warm. You need yeah. to be, you know. Yes. Um, and it's a challenge. And, you know, I understand that people are in dire, dire straits and they do have to make unimaginable choices between food and heating. And, and you know, my heart goes out to them and I campaign where I can, especially for the deaf and disabled community to hopefully mean that, you know, we have got income and, and yeah. So my heart goes out to those people altogether, but you know, there's no, this thing. There's this thing in the UK, Sorry to put you off, Dan, but I think it's there is still time to get your winter allowance. Mm. So for anyone who isn't aware of that, go and contact your um, gas and electric uh, provider, and um, they will contact um, you, you. Basically, they'll find out whether you are entitled or not to to an allowance but it's really worth doing because it can be quite a substantial amount of money mm. so get on to them i'm pretty sure because i only just rang up recently but i'm pretty sure that the cutoff point is is, is not ended if that makes sense mm-hmm. and if it has you can definitely apply for next year yeah and this is the thing and you know if somebody takes that from this podcast and and gets support then that's amazing because yeah you know, we need to stay warm over winter, impairments or otherwise, because nobody wants to be cold, nobody wants to be hungry, nobody wants to be, and, you know, I, my heart goes out to, and I will do whatever I can, because, you know, I'm not a wealthy man, so sadly I can't spread the money around, but I'll do whatever I can to try and, try and support people in that position, and, yeah, because that's you know really good though. Mm. These these beads that you put in the microwave, these corns, you put them in the microwave. They're like little. They're great girls if you've got period pain, um, mm. but they're amazing. They're cheapest chips. You can get them online. Get them on eBay. Um, there are a couple of like are probably under a five eBay to get them for. You put them in the microwave for like two minutes. Don't put them any longer because I blew one up and it was not nice. Um, yeah, I know it smells like burnt popcorn, but really, really bad. Yeah, um, yeah not good. But well, yeah, they're really, really good. So, the downloaded podcast please. does not recommend blowing things up in your microwave. <laughs> no, <laughs> please don't. But yeah, they're really, really great, and they're really great just in general. Like particularly if you've got aches and pains, putting in the back of your wheelchair and things. I really like these heat pads. You know. Oh, there you um, go. I can't believe that we've gone from um, cats to how we met to heat. To um, philosophical, <laughs> philosophical life advice. <laughs> to philosophical life. To, um, we will try and be a bit more structured next time. Um, and we will also try and wrangle a guest. Um, there probably <laughs> won't be Matty Oakley and I will remember. To oh, no, sorry, Matt. Um, Matt will no, come back at some point. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? I like having a guest just because it um, gives us less work to do, which is always great. Um, well, to be uh, fair, darling, I haven't seen you in so long that this I know. doesn't feel like work. Um, oh, speak for yourself. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh, oh. 
Um, but thank you for everyone who interacted with us. Thank you for all your questions. Um, and yeah, we will definitely try and be a bit more mindful on social media and um, get a little bit more involvement because it does make it more, much more fun. I really like hearing from you guys and it kind of makes myself and Dan feel loved and, you know, warm and fuzzy. It and, does. you know, it, it kind of it gives us a little bit of validation um but yes yeah, so thank you everyone and obviously if you're not watching live then thank you for you know um listening thank you for to watching us. the replays yeah the, the replays i'll try and make a bit of an effort for you all next time i feel like i've turned into an absolute like <laughs> like you know but, but do you know what do you know what life downloaded has always been sam and will always be and that's real and legit. We're honest with you when we told you we haven't been good enough. We're honest with you when Sam doesn't turn up in makeup. We're honest with you with whatever we talk about. That's what Life Downloaded is about. We could make it Hollywood. We could make it shiny. We could. We could make it seem perfect. But at the end of the day, just like anyone else, we have lives. We're human beings. Stuff goes on. But we will try and put out more episodes of Life Downloaded on a regular we will. basis. We will. And true to form, I need a wee, uh, which normally normally ends our podcast, doesn't it, Dan? It does indeed. Normally so, so why um, break with tradition? Sam needs a wee, everyone. Um, this has been our return podcast after a big hiatus. We will be back hopefully next week. Who knows? Let's go crazy. Sam is now waving a bottle of wine for those of you that can't see and are catching up on the actual audio podcast. She's waving it in front of me. Um, she's now taking the top off and drinking out the bowl. It's that kind of day, everybody. Um, Sam's that kind of classy lady. But yeah, this has been our first podcast back in a while. Um, please feel free to watch on the replay. Please please feel free to share on YouTube and so on and so on and so on. Catch us up on the audio podcast if that's more your style and subscribe. We will be back in the not-too-distant future. Take care. Look after each other. Bye-bye. And we'll see you soon. This wine's not good. Oh. <laughs> See you later, everybody.